What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Mike and Virginia Chevalier are not only diehard Broncos fans, they're also proud CSU alums and longtime DNVR members. They're a husband-wife team with over 15 years of financial service experience. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Since your home is likely to be one of your largest assets and your mortgage to be your largest debt, they believe it's vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home. This includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals, your investments, and your tax situation. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat when you do. More importantly, get set up with a free consultation and discuss all of your options. Guys, I'm telling you, if you're wondering if the rates are as good as you're hearing, you need to call them. These are some incredible rates. Mike and Virginia are there to make refinance, to make the entire process as simple as possible, but they know that it's not for everyone. They're going to run a quick analysis and honestly let you know whether refinancing might be the right option for you. Visit dnvrmortgage.com. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. What's good, everyone? It's Justin Michael, and we are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Man, it's about as good as a Monday can get when you got two Monday night football games. I almost wish there was two Monday night football games every Monday. I know they do that in the week one opener usually, and, and sometimes, sometimes I think at the end of the season as well. I don't know. I just think it's nice to be able to spread it out a little bit. I get that football is traditionally, you know, on Sunday, at least in the NFL, but, you know, we're also used to Thursday night football and they play Saturday night games once we get closer to the holidays and college football is less in the picture. Although they might do less of that this year now that the uh, now that some of the leagues are going to be playing with because of the wonky wonky scheduling with the Pac-12 and Mountain West and some of these other leagues, Big Ten, not even starting until the end of October. So I don't, you know, maybe that'll get screwed up. Anyways, I like having two Monday night football games. I was really impressed with the new England, new, uh, getting tongue tied. I was really impressed with the Patriots effort against the chiefs, especially considering they were missing cam Newton. Not going to spend a lot of time talking about that. Just wanted to throw it out there. You know, Belichick is clearly still the best coach in the league as much as that pains me to say it. The second game, the Packers-Falcons matchup, definitely not, not as interesting. I mean, Green Bay was firmly in control throughout. The Falcons did, some, did score some points late. But A-Raj, man, the Packers are legit. I kind of I didn't really want to root for the Packers this year because they let go of Alvis Witted, and, you know, he's my guy. I was kind of pissed me off, so I didn't really want really to root for him. But they're a fun team. They're a really fun team. Rodgers looks like he's playing about as good a football as he's ever played in his career. Aaron Jones is a freaking beast, man. He's he's a small little dude, but he packs some punch in between the tackles. He's got enough speed to beat you to the outside. Really shifty, really smart, holds onto the football. Just a fun team, I eh? I wouldn't be surprised if the if the Packers end up being the NFC favorite moving forward. 
I know there's a there's a lot of a lot of people still really high on Seattle, and and I get that because as I've said multiple times, Russell Wilson is the man. The fact that Denver took Brock Osweiler over him will forever haunt me, forever. And I love Brock. You know, we the Broncos don't win a Super Bowl without him. But God, Russell Wilson, man, Russell Wilson. They could add Russell Wilson. Anyways, they should have two Monday night games every week. That's my opinion. That's what I think. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk next level Rams. I I meant to talk about this on yesterday's podcast, and I got disrupted. There was just a lot of noise outside my apartment. I don't know. I, I didn't think it was going to come out very well. So I figured might as well just push it back and, and let everybody hear about it now. So cool. Let's, let's just jump right into it then. I'm, I'm actually going to get the conversation rolling with Richard Higgins, who I forgot to talk about him the last time I did a segment on Next Level Rams. And no offense to Richard, you know, Hollywood Higgins, one of my favorite CSU players of all time. He's I, I just kind of forgot about him. He's not getting he's not getting any playing time, you know, hasn't had any offensive snaps since week two. I'm not sure if he's hurt. It, it's a weird situation. I will say it, it probably comes down to scheme a little bit. Just, you know, the Browns like to do a lot of multi back sets, whether that's getting Andy Janovich, the fullback in there and letting him be the lead blocker or, or you know, they'll also operate out of the shotgun with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both. Other times they do two tight end sets. You know, given that Jarvis and OBJ, you know, the clear clear starting receivers, they're just there hasn't been a ton of room for him to get on the field. At this point, you know, I I know Richard really wanted to make it work in Cleveland. I think Cleveland was a special place to him. One, because they drafted him. And just, you know, it's been a tough time for him, but he has a really strong relationship with Baker Mayfield. I think he likes the city. I think he likes the fans. And, you know, I, I get all of that. And because of that, he probably took less money than what he could have made elsewhere and, and stayed in Cleveland. But I think it's just time for a fresh start for Richard. I don't think he's, you know, ever going to be a guy at the next level that is going to go, you know, for 1,500 yards and, and 12 touchdowns or something like that. I just... I think he has the ability to be a really solid number three, you know, number two, number three wide receiver for an organization. You know, you can line him up in the slot. You can put him up outside because he's such a great route runner. You know, he'll just get open. He has consistent hands. He's a great teammate. You know, there's always spots in the league for guys like that. Sometimes all it takes is just a new scene. And, you know, I, I hope Higgins have ultimately moved on somewhere and is able to have some success or maybe, you know, maybe Cleveland finds a way to get him involved here late and I'll change my tune on that. But as of right now, I, I kind of just hope he can get the heck out of Cleveland, which is unfortunate because, you know, he's he's had to be there for this whole rebuild and, and throughout this entire tough process. And now I'm like, yeah, get the heck out of there now that they're finally winning. I just, you know, even though they're winning, I'm not I'm not sure he's going to get much of a chance to shine. And it's kind of, you know, the Shaq Barrett conundrum in Denver. Yes, you know, I have a role. It's secure, but I believe that I can do much more. So I think we'll probably see Higgins play elsewhere next year. But interesting to see. I just kind of wanted to throw him out there first. One, because I forgot to bring him up last time. And two, I just wanted to shout out my boy Hollywood. Keeping the conversation on receivers that are not necessarily receiving all of the reps that we would like as CSU supporters Ola B.C. Johnson, he he saw 11 snaps, 11 offensive snaps, I should say, 
in Minnesota's win over the Texans, also played about 15 snaps on special teams. You know, the the 11 snaps the is about twice as much as he had the week before. But, it, you know, it's still just such a significant decrease from the 42 he got in week two and 33 he got in week one. And it really just seems to come down to Justin Jefferson taking all of his, you know, taking all of his reps. Jefferson's had 51 snaps in each of the past two weeks, gone over the century mark in both games. They're really getting him involved in the offense. And I'm not hating, man. Justin Jefferson, he's a stud and he, he looks really, really good. Just kind of unfortunate for BC, who has, you know, basically been relegated to a, a special teams player over the last couple of weeks. If if there is a silver lining, I suppose, with this entire situation, it would be, you know what, nobody's nobody's better suited to handle this, you know, mentally than than BC. BC had to deal with getting, you know, outshined by quote unquote better or, you know, superstar wide receivers the entire time he was at CSU. Even, you know, when he got here as a as a true freshman, he had to deal with Higgins and, and Joe Hansley, the veteran guys, and Eventually, that turned to Gallup and Preston Williams and Warren Jackson and all these other dudes. You know, BC is used to having to fight for every single snap he gets. You know, so with that in mind, he's not going to run, you know, he's not going to shy away from a little bit of competition just because Justin Jefferson is doing his thing. You know, everybody, everybody saw last year, Thielen got hurt. BC stepped up. There, there very well could be a situation where he has to step up and fill in for somebody that gets hurt or, you know, maybe he shines in practice and he just gets more reps. I'm just saying, you know, BC's not going to pout about it. He's the type of player that would make the most out of it, you know, try and do the little things on special teams. He's the kind of guy, well, I'm only getting 15 reps on special teams, 11 reps on offense. I'm going to do what I can with those 26 reps to show why I am valuable to this football team. I just would like to see him get some more targets. You know, he only had one target. In this last game, zero the week before that. Get them involved a little bit. You know, you gotta you gotta give these guys a, a bone, you know, the guys that work their ass off, the grinders on the team. You know, Minnesota's superstars, Dalvin Cook, Thielen, Justin Jefferson seems to be a guy in the making. Rudolph is a great tight end. But you've got a solid receiver in BC in the standard. I hope they can find a way to get him a little bit more involved. And if not, you know, maybe BC finds a finds a new team in a year or two where he's able to create a, you know, a larger role for himself. At this point, I think he's established enough as an NFL wide receiver that he's definitely going to get looks. I just, I just would like to see him make it work in Minnesota. Just one, you know, he has a great relationship with Gary Kubiak. So as long as he's there, I think there's probably some job security for him. It's just going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. It's a hard life in the NFL, especially, you know, for most of the guys when you're not a superstar, that's the thing, you know, most of these guys, they're, they're fighting for their lives. They're fighting for their livelihood every single week. Word, word, word. We are going to talk Michael Gallup, Preston Williams, and Shaq Barrett. A little bit more fun, guys, that are getting a lot more looks in just a second. Before we do, though, a quick shout-out from our sponsor. Week 4 of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for Week 5. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement, a Week 5 DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings is offering odds boosts on every single Sunday to help you make it rain. 
Don't worry, though, if football isn't for you, DraftKings is giving all you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code DNVR when you sign up, and get your sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 with the promo code DNVR when you sign up. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only, bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. One more shout out to DraftKings, even though I missed four different parlays by one game. I missed one parlay by a single point. I needed one more point to hit the over in the Oklahoma State-Kansas game. I was sick to my stomach, man. Gambling is so frustrating sometimes. Anyways, let's let's keep the ball rolling and talk a little bit of Preston Williams. It, you know, like I said last time we talked about next level Rams, it it hasn't been the start to the season that people were hoping for for Preston Williams. I definitely thought he would have a little bit more production at this point, but it's always tough when you're coming off of an ACL tear. And let's face it, you know, I, I like what the Dolphins have got building. I think they've got a lot of young talent, things to work with, but it's not exactly the best team. That O-line needs some work. They don't have much of a run game. Who knows what their future plan is with the quarterback in terms of, you know, is Tua going to get in there at any point? They're just going to keep rocking with Fitz Magic. You know, really all of that is going to come into play when it when it comes to how Preston is able to, you know, produce this season. This this past Sunday, he had one catch on three targets for 15 yards. You know, it's it's a work in progress. The the Dolphins coaches, if you read up on the on Miami, they they are looking to get Preston more involved. So I'm thinking maybe the next month or so can be a good opportunity for him to get involved. That said, you know, you're going up against the Niners this coming week. That's a little bit tough. Then they got Denver. You know, maybe he's able to take advantage against the Broncos, much like Shaq Barrett did. I don't, <laughs> I don't really want that one, though. You know, I want him to play well. I definitely will not be rooting against Preston to perform, you know, badly. I don't want him to have a bad game against the Broncos, but... You know, the the personal beef isn't really there. I guess they could have drafted him, so maybe there's some beef in that regard, but it's not really the same situation as Shaq. So, you know, maybe don't go off for like four touchdowns against my favorite team. Then again, the Broncos season is already over anyway, so, you know, what does it really matter? Anyways, let's uh, let's move on and talk Shaq Barrett, who just seems to, seems to keep making plays, man. He had a season-best seven total tackles, in the win over the Chargers. That was a crazy game for anybody that watched it. The Chargers got up big, and Brady was Brady, man. He was magnificent. Threw five touchdowns. Absolutely shredded the the Chargers secondary. And the Chargers have a lot of injuries, I know. that's They always seem to have a lot of injuries, but you know, just for Shaq to, to ball out the way he has the last couple of weeks, it's really, really encouraging because, like I've said, Consistently, you know, it's all about locking down that long-term contract, all about getting that stability. If if anybody deserves it, it's Shaq, and he's producing like it, you know? Like I said, season-best, seven total tackles, five of them were solo, one for a loss. 
after not recording a sack in the first two games, he has three in the last two weeks, two against Denver, one against the Chargers. One of the things that uh, that actually jumped out to me a little bit is, is Shaq has seen his snaps get reduced the last two weeks, and he's actually been a lot more productive. So I wonder if maybe they were trying to, you know, maybe they were just, he was running a little thin in those first two weeks, just running on fumes by the end of the game. He had to play 60 plus snaps in both of those. 69 is his season high so far. Nice. Um, played 47 versus Denver, 49 versus the Chargers. I'd say 50 to 55 defensive snaps is probably the sweet spot where you want him to be. Anything more than that, maybe you're stretching him a little bit. You know, you got to keep these guys fresh. You got to rotate, especially at a difficult position like edge rusher, one where you're going hard every single time. Next up for Shaq and the Bucks, they've got the Chicago Bears. Shaq's only played them once in his career. He had that he had a start for the Broncos in 2015. For those that remember, that's actually that was Brock Osweiler's first career start. Weird game. The Broncos got up, then the Chargers and Jay Cutler came storming back. Uh, Denver won like 17-15, I believe. The the Bears had a chance to tie it late but couldn't get the two-point conversion, so you know, we'll see uh, how Shaq is able to do in his second career game versus the Bears. Duh, Bears. Cool, cool, cool. All right, let's talk a little bit on Michael Gallup. He has been the superstar, I would say, in terms of next-level Rams so far this season. Only had two catches on five targets for 29 yards in the losing effort against the Browns. Another weird game for Dallas. It was a lot like the Atlanta game where they got down big, you know, down multiple scores. Come storming back, I think they scored 24 unanswered at one point in the fourth quarter. And just unfortunately, you know, they weren't able to pull it out late, couldn't get the onside kick late. The the Browns definitely did a better job of containing him down the field than Seattle did. That makes sense. The Browns have a better defense than Seattle does right now. Or at least I like the athletes that they have. Other than, you know, Bobby Wagner, my guy, best middle linebacker in football. Gallup, you know, some games... It's going to be his game some games. It's going to be Amari's game some games. It's going to be CD's game. That's what Ed Werder told us when he was on the podcast. And so far, he's been right. You know, this past game, that was CD's game. He went off, had two touchdowns, really killed the Browns. But, you know, that's kind of the thing about having a receiving core with three legit number one wide receivers is, you know, you might be able to take away Michael Gallup one game or you might be able to take away Amari Cooper one game. But you're really probably not going to be able to take away all three, especially especially with the way that Dallas can lean on Ezekiel, Ezekiel, man, Ezekiel Elliott, and really just, you know, put their foot down with the run game. I'm, I'm really hyped about Michael's future, especially just, you know, I know it's a, it's been a tough start for the Cowboys They're one and three right now. People are, people are freaking out, but the NFC is trash. It's absolutely trash. And I think there's still going to be a playoff team. And when it's all said and done, I really think it's going to be a, a great year for Michael Gallup, assuming he can stay healthy. You know, if, if he keeps putting up what he's putting up anywhere from, you know, eight-ish touchdowns, it'd be cool if he went over, you know, 1,200 receiving yards, something like that. Just a solid year, you know, to prove he is a legitimate number one wide receiver. He's obviously been making the plays. The, the drops have been significantly reduced so far this year. That was really the only thing that had plagued him, at least early in his career, was, you know, he had shown the, the ability to make the spectacular catch, but some of the routine plays he kind of struggled with at times. It was really weird. So 
you know, it wasn't ever something I was super worried about, but you know, if you drop the ball, it doesn't really matter how great you are as, you know, as I remember for years, Broncos fans were so critical of Demarius Thomas. And, you know, in my opinion, he's one of the best wide receivers in Denver Broncos history, but he had a couple of years stretch there where he struggled with drops and, you know, it's kind of all he gets remembered for, even though, you know, we should get remembered for as being one of the best players, you know, to come through Denver, being a big part of those Super Bowl runs. Obviously, the game-winning touchdown against the Steelers in 2012 from Tim Tebow, one of the coolest moments in Denver sports history. Definitely one of the cooler moments of my life. So yeah, it's just it's just good to see Michael Gallup putting up the numbers. It's good to see that he's not getting, you know, worked out of the offense. It's not a situation like BC's experiencing in Minnesota where you know, he's getting boxed out because of the new arrival, really. He's just building off of what he's already shown in in the first two years of his professional career, which is that he's a damn good wide receiver. Coming up next for the Cowboys and Michael Gallup is a matchup with the Giants, who are, let's just face it, they're trash, they're awful. I just, you know, railed on the NFC East a second ago, but they really do suck. Probably a must-win game for Dallas, you know, I'm not panicking yet just because of how bad the NFC East is, but they've got New York, Arizona, and Washington in the next three. I think at the bare minimum, you've got to win two of those games. Arizona's a tough game. Kyler Murray's balling out right now. Should beat Washington, should beat the Giants. It, you know, so far in his career, Gallup is averaging 3.3 catches and 61 and a half yards per game against the Giants. Maybe he could go off for even more than that this week. Now that uh, the uh, the defense might be paying more attention to CeeDee Lamb after his big game. So all eyes will be on MG13 for sure. Definitely fun to watch him every week. I never been a Cowboys guy. I never will be. But I, I definitely love watching them when Gallup is on the field. It's just a blast, man. Good dude. Great representative of the university. And just an absolute baller out there. Just a guy that you know, really is must-see TV. He really is. He's a beast. He makes those type of plays. So uh, shout-out to Mike. Shout-out to all the other Next Level Rams. Thank you to them for providing us with content, something to be entertained with while, you know, we wait for CSU to take the field here in a couple of weeks. We'll be back with more content throughout the week. Going to be talking hoops tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun. Shout-out to everybody. Stay safe. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be